Um, there was probably like 500 people there, whatever, in the in the rink. But um, no one's really looking at you, you know, in a sense, unless you're the Sidney Crosby or whatever the team. But uh, you're just so exposed on fight night, you know. You're so uh, vulnerable, you know what I mean. You've got everyone looking at you, and so it is a different dynamic for sure. I can never stop if you put me in the square I square up like a box good people bad intentions the tail of the tape see the passion in my eyes the real ones can relate I said I'm a champion I can never stop if you put me in the square I square up like a box good people bad intentions the tail of the tape see the passion in my eyes the real ones can relate Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 43 of the Good People, Bad Intentions podcast. My name is Matthew Pine, and our guest this week is Luke de Saint Croix, and he's an amateur MMA fighter from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, who fights out of Tower One MMA that's also in Dartmouth, and that's headed by Gavin Tucker. Not too long ago, we actually had Jake Kelly on, and uh, he is also one of Luke's teammates that also fights at Tower One MMA. Uh, there's quite the dynamic that go that's going on there as far as some of the best fighters in this area coming together and really focusing on the craft. And Luke is a number one uh, uh, amateur lightweight uh, fighter in Canada as well as in the Maritimes. And he actually uh, May 6th at Fight League Atlantic 9 had got his first amateur title and that's when he fought against AJ Market. Uh, he won uh, 43 seconds into the fourth round with a submission, a triangle choke, and uh, that got him the uh, FLA uh, amateur lightweight title. Uh, so the future is really bright for Luke and I'm really excited to have him on to kind of see what 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 that future will look like as far as closer to now and uh you know fla 11 is going to be september 30th in picto nova scotia i'd be really curious to see if there's anything uh being planned for him for uh that event and if he knows anything about what kind of uh, fights he'll be having whether he's going to be going pro anytime soon or if he likes staying into the amateur circuit so uh without further ado guys here's luke all right, Luke. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I hope you're doing well. How's the summer been treating you? Uh, good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, appreciate uh, coming on here. And uh, it's been good summer. Uh, just been training, uh, going to the well, going to the gym every day. And uh, it's been good to me. So making a lot of pr improvements in the gym, um, getting better every day. So there's, there's nothing better uh, I could ask for. And not too long ago, you had won um, a lightweight amateur title for FLA. And kind of after that, what has it been like now, um, you know, training for possibly your next your next fight? Uh, yeah, I fought um, May 6th for that uh, amateur title. Um, it went my way. Um, it was uh, it was a great fight. Um, things to learn from. Um as as of you know anything um but uh i was in the gym monday so i fought saturday and uh, i was watching practice in the gym monday so i was uh 
right back to it. Um, I basically took that week off, but I went to the gym every day just to watch practice. Um, and then the following week after that, I was right back in the gym. I had no injuries. Um, didn't take much damage that fight. Um, and I think, uh, I've been doing that every day, six days a week since then. So I think, uh, I feel like I'm making big leaps, um, from how good, how, how much I'm progressing now, where I'm at as a fighter now, than even where I was just that May in May 6th. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just grinding really. I'm just living that amateur, amateur fighter life, just getting better every day. And you're training at Tower One, headed by Gavin Tucker. Uh, and that card that you were at, FLA 9, right? Yeah, um, FLA 9. Drake Farrell was fighting there as well, also in, in Tower One? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had uh, we had four guys um, originally on the card. Um, one got canceled the day of. So we only had three fighters um, fight um, on the card, but we all won. Um it was a sweep, and uh, yeah, it was uh, Drake was fighting in the main event. Drake Farrell, and we had uh, Brandon Binder um, fighting. I think he opened up the card actually. So FLA usually uh, they they know their fights well. They know what what fights to open up with. It seems they always pick uh, a banger of a fight um, to open up their card. So Brandon uh, opened up the card and got the dub caught the W and, uh, started the ball rolling. Um, and we had like the whole gym, like pretty much everybody was there in the, in the back, the whole back room was really just, uh, pretty much half the gym. And then the other half was in, uh, in the crowd in attendance. So it was a tower one party for sure. It was, uh, it was a good night. And you fought, did you go against Drake Farrell in the semifinals for submission Kumite? Yeah. Yeah, me and Drake, yeah, we went, uh, we had a grappling uh, kumite against each other. Um, so it's funny. Um, and I knew he was going to be a tough uh, opponent um, at the time. Uh, it was probably almost two years ago now. Um, but I think, uh, I do think about that. It's funny. Um, we had a good match there. Um, he ended up getting getting the better of it. But, you know, um, maybe we'll do it again in the kumite. But <laughs> jiu-jitsu, you know, not a... Uh, it's not a, uh, not MMA. It's you know what I mean. I feel jujitsu is a little more uh, laid back in that sense, where you can have fun. Actually, like you can compete, you know, against someone you know pretty well. <laughs> so, did you find it like because because I'm always interested in the dynamic, but going from competing against somebody to now kind of working with them and and having them as a teammate, like is there like some some something that has to get squashed internally when, when, when uh, that happens or definitely not. Uh, probably if you like fought someone, I'd say maybe that's different, but jujitsu tournament, like the jujitsu community, I'd say in like Atlanta, Canada is such a t tight knit, um, community already. Like you're going to be talking to the guy you just had a six minute, you know what I mean? Very intense back and forth match with, or that you, you know, probably compete against three times in one year because you got it's not the biggest scene either right so nothing like that um <laughs> but uh just just making each other better like just like realizing like whoa we're like we're good partners like in in the gym like we're uh we're good sparring partners we're we have good rhythm on the mitts too as well so uh 
no just yeah nothing like that i kind of looked at your other cards and and i kind of seen again some more similar faces like when you fought i think it was your second uh fight in elite one uh i believe that that was in uh was it in 2020 2018 20, or 2019 20, okay. 20, i think it might have been 2018 i noticed that um again some familiar faces there jake kelly was there yeah. Uh, Drake Farrell was there. Pat Carroll was there. Um, uh, so do you feel Jake, like do you feel like when you're at Tower One now that you know there's a lot of familiar faces that you've seen around the scene and everybody's just trying to to improve and get to the best of their game? Uh, you know, I'd say more just that specific uh, Elite One card. It is pretty funny because yeah, like Pat, Jake Kelly, Drake, myself. And like Pat and Jake obviously trained together at the time, um, but me and me and Drake like we didn't know anybody, we didn't know each other at the time. And looking back at it, like basically almost you know five years ago, um, <laughs> it is we 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 have talked about that in the gym. We're like, yeah, we were all in the same car and we didn't know each other. Um, but uh, I'd say uh, uh, at the gym right now, it's just um, really like tight knit gym um for sure because like everybody's so focused on getting better and holding each other accountable and when you see someone six days a week um and you're there for like two hours three hours like you're gonna build a bond and uh camaraderie so and you're just yeah you're gonna get to know know each other and um and i think that goes into the the culture of the gym as well. So there's a, there's a great culture in that gym and uh, I'm just happy and proud to be a part of it. Happy to be in the room. What has the culture been like um, now that, you know, obviously Gavin started the gym um, a while ago and, and now he's actually going to be having a, a, another fight in the UFC. So what, what has it been like, um, you know, seeing, seeing him going into camp for a UFC fight and, and how has that affected kind of what's been going on at the gym? man it's uh it's exciting it's awesome to uh be a part of like uh just to get uh you know i want to be there for my teammate essentially who is also my coach um he helped prepare me uh for my last fight in may and uh, i just wanted to make sure that i was there every day and an available training partner for him not you know kind of be like yeah thanks for helping me out and then Time to take summer off, go to the beach, you know, time to uh, have a couple beers. So uh, I've just been uh, getting the rounds and uh, doing, uh, just being present in the room. So uh, I'm a sparring, sparring partner if he needs, uh, if he needs me. Um, yeah, so it's it's been really, you know, uh, exciting to be a part of it and see the process. And it's not, you know, it's the same thing as all the other fighters, you know what I mean? We're just getting ready for a fight and this happens to be at the highest level of the world you know what i mean of mma so it's uh it's really cool to see and uh it's uh making myself better as well right like i realized like man like i basically put in like a good training camp you know what i mean like as well like and I, I'm, I'm better than when i started two months ago you know what i mean so yeah it's awesome does this give you the itch for possibly return september for the fla 11 oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life for sure. Um, for sure. Like 
I'm 24 now. Um, I'm really starting to feel like my strength is coming in, and I I really uh, I'm looking for a return until I sign the contract, and then it's like, oh shit, like <laughs> like this is real now. Like, um, gets a little more real when you sign that contract, and then you know. Uh, your your thoughts get start going crazy, but you uh, you go through with the process anyways, um, and uh, do everything you know that you can to prepare yourself um, even before that contract is signed, right? Like I'm I'm uh, I don't really have to get ready if I stay ready is always a common thing that's said you know uh, combat sports, but definitely looking to uh, get a return in uh, soon for sure. I don't know when that will be, but it will be soon for sure. And you're ranked number one uh, in the Maritimes and in Canada as a lightweight amateur. Yep. Um, what what do you feel like the future holds for your career? Uh, that's something uh, that uh, I've been speaking with, with, you know what I mean, guys in the room, uh, my coach, FLA. Um, you know, I'm pretty I'm, – I'm, I'm proud and uh, I'm happy to, to achieve that uh, – that number one ranking in, uh, in Canada. Like I started training when I was like 16 and, uh, like to, I just wouldn't have thought that that was something. If you would have told me then that, uh, that this would happen, like that I would achieve that, you know, top spot in the amateur rankings. Uh, I, I, you almost don't have confidence sometimes, you know, but, um, sometimes the sky is the limit and you, uh, you just put your head down and just do the work. You'll be amazed at, at what can happen. And um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens for sure. But uh, I am, uh, I'm just looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to more growth. And, uh, you know, when you, it's good to have a plan, but you gotta, you gotta do the small steps uh, in between. So, and then they, they, it builds into something great. So I'm looking, looking forward to the future. So when you talk about your game and how it's been changing over over the time, like what are some things that you feel that really stand out as far as you've been seeing the improvements in? Yeah, I mean, it started January first of uh, twenty twenty three. That was uh, when I when I uh, started training at Tower One, um, and I really just hit a. I'd say um, I was hit in the face with a you know a sobering effect because it showed me where I was at and kind of where I thought I was at and you know you, you think that you have these things in your game until you get put in uh, in in a room with someone who does have those things you know what I mean not just in their mind but they can do it 10 out of 10 times to anybody you know what I mean so um I feel like my game has shot up uh so much since that day like the 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 rounds are just so grueling. Um, I've had, you know, harder rounds in preparation for my last fight than the fight itself almost felt um, more laid back. I was like, oh, like, and not every fight is like that, but that specific one was. I was like, okay, I'm not, I wasn't, uh, like, in some of the sparring sessions in between. I'm like, at the gym, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this. I'm like, geez, like. I, I can't really breathe right now, which is, you know, what you need. I think I've heard Corey Sandhagen talk about that, where he's like, the best way to push your cardio is like, um, you know, that's that's where I get most of my cardio from. So um, I'm just getting pushed and uh, I'm just, you know, evolving from it. And do you feel like 
um, going going about this, I mean, you talked about your conf- confidence and um, you know that you, you feel like you're in the best best uh, best mindset, best shape um, right now than than ever last two months. So, do you feel like um, looking at yourself like you were you were mentioning how you thought you were at a different spot than where you were, but but mm-hmm. no 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 uh, doubt that you would you would beat your previous version of yourself a lot. Easier. There's no, um, there there's no doubt if I was to fight myself from you know even if I was to fight myself on May six. Um, this present version of myself would uh, kick his ass. I'm pretty sure. I'm confident in saying that. Just from May sixth, so um, getting better every day. So, and uh, I plan on keep to keep that going. Just keep doing the work. That's got me every. You know, that's what's got me here is hard work. So, if I stop now, do you do uh, bricklaying as uh, as your normal nine to five? Yep. Yeah, I actually got a the union shirt right. on right now. Um, so yeah, uh, my seven to three, three, three thirty. Um, but I've been doing that for a long time, um, and I definitely think that kind of gives me a slight edge. You know, it's I'm basically working out for eight hours um, in a little strength and conditioning circuit. Basically, you know, it's uh, that's all. That's that's a tough gig. Like I get huffing and puffing, not during my shift sometimes i'm huffing and puffing i'm running I'm, <laughs> it's a cardio push just doing that um so i enjoy that and I, I think of it as training i think of it as this is making me better as well um this is giving me that edge where you know it's gonna be that different kind of strength where you know you <laughs> it sucks like what is this guy made out of so so is physical labor and that sort of thing is that something you've always had in your in your life is that ability to to do things with your hands and and yeah i'd say like i played hockey since i was five years old and then i gave it up uh when i turned 18 um and then like a lot of guys i played with continued playing they played in like junior hockey like i knew a bunch of guys who played in the queue played with a bunch of them um and uh i just knew i wanted to go into mma like right i was like okay now it's full time this is this is it because i'd already been like thinking about it in high school i was 16 i'm 17 i'm like oh, i'm kind of splitting my time here um so there's no so i've always been playing sports my whole life um and uh you know it's it's uh definitely i've always been one to push a pace and playing any sport uh Growing up, played baseball. You know, I was always outside, and I was always playing to win. So, there's <laughs> a uh, yeah, always something that uh, I've always been athletic. Um, sports have always been a part of my life. Exercise. When when the when we look at like hockey and all the other team sports, I mean, if you lose the game, it's possibly oh, you know, by teammates or they didn't pass or. Yeah. But now oh, yeah. it's. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't do this. Yeah. So was yeah. that a big? Was that a big transition where you're taking like a hundred percent of the accountability and that sort of thing? For sure. Oh yeah, it's a huge difference. You know, like I played. Uh, there's a couple of big uh, hockey games I played. Um, there's probably like 500 people there, whatever in the in the rink. But um, 
no one's really looking at you, you know, in a sense, unless you're the Sidney Crosby or whatever the team. But, uh, yeah, it's completely different. Um, you're just so exposed on fight night. You know, you're so uh, vulnerable. You know what I mean? You, you've got everyone looking at you and um, everyone's going to be judging you. Everyone's going to be, you know what I mean? Uh, watch all eyes on you. So you better show what you're made out of. So it is a different dynamic for sure. Have you been able, because I'm, I'm always curious, somebody comes from, you're, you're from Dartmouth? Yep, yep. Okay. Grew up uh, here my whole life, yeah. So never left yet. I'm always <laughs> Couple trips. I'm always curious um, if people are able to make the parallels between some of the hockey greats that have come here and, you know, a career as a, as a, a professional athlete, as a, as a fighter, have you been able to kind of look at, you know, the Sidney Crosby's, et cetera, that, that come from this area and, and maybe say, see that you can do excellence in your own sport? Uh, I mean, definitely not so much hockey, you know, but definitely the local MMA fighters, the, the TJ Grants, the Gavin Tuckers, you know what I mean? Uh, I watched his first fight, uh, when UFC Halifax came, um, you know, the, all, all the OG guys, you know, like there's, uh, uh, there's tons of guys I could name, you know what I mean? And just, you start going through the, uh, loophole of, uh, topology and you start looking at guys' records that fought in, you know what I mean? Atlantic Canada, Mike Mallett, who trained out of here, right? Like, uh, Mike Malotz, like all the top guys. Um, those are more of the guys that, uh, I, I look at and I'm like, okay, like even, <clears throat> that those are the guys that did it you know what i mean so um not so much the hockey players i always compare uh hockey though out here i'm like this is like the dagestan of hockey like there's something in the water here like we make the best there's no one better at making hockey players than canada and even like nova scotia like i always say that i'm like <laughs> you, you mentioned tj grant um somebody that i i really admire that was actually on the first um, MMA card in Nova Scotia. So not only like was he like a part of basically making history as far as the person to go the farthest really in the sport yeah. from here, but he was also there the, the first event. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And that's, you know, someone uh, I've always looked up to, you know what I mean? Ever since I started getting into the sport at 16 and, you know, I found out, you know what I mean? I started digging deep into the history of it. So that's, uh, yeah, definitely somebody, um, you know what I mean? I feel like every fighter around here looks up to for sure. To, you know what I mean? Like it's just OG and like to make it to the pinnacle of the highest level. It's just, uh, it's inspiring for sure. It's really, really inspiring. And then seeing Gavin, um, at the, uh, the second time that the UFC was in, in Halifax, um put on the performance he did like i don't know what stuck out the most for you but to me it was the the comb of the hair with the sweat and and kind of yeah. the swagger that he had that whole entire night and yeah. and knowing how yeah. hard that would be to do that when it's everybody that you know that's watching and yes yeah the whole city came out yeah he was like the third fight before I think he was the fight before the co main, maybe. Like he was on the main card because like UFC knows it was the hometown. You know what I mean? The not home not from here but lives here and trains out of here. Um 
yeah, that was, I was there for that fight. Um, that was the first MMA event that I saw live. And, like, yeah, that was – which is crazy to think of because, like, now I'm training with him. Now I'm in the room with him, getting the rounds in, you know what I mean? Like, I think about that sometimes. Like, wow, it's pretty fucking crazy to just be one, a random person watching out of 10,000 people. And now I'm training with him. So it's uh, it's pretty a pretty awesome journey in that sense. So I kind of want to put put a shift in gears here to something that I think is really important to you. Um, I I understand that um, the last few times that you've been fighting, you've had uh, Tyler Algie's, um name on your your shirt, and I understand that you were teammates and that he had uh, you you guys both fought at the Fighting Alliance Seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm just curious, like what did what did he uh, right. what did he mean to you? Oh, that was just, you know, uh, that was like my brother, my bro, and uh, in the purest sense, you know. Um, we we knew each other since we were kids. We played baseball together. I mentioned uh, that I played baseball growing up. We played baseball together for like a bunch of years, like two, three years we were on the same team. Um, then we kind of lost, you know, connection. I was 13, 14, 15, and then we... Uh, met each other again training at fit plus we uh we were both probably 18 yeah i'd say we were both 18 maybe he was 19 and uh yeah we fought i fought on two cards with him um and like he was i uh, fought a kickboxing fight with uh on the same card that he fought a kickboxing fight we fought on that fighting our both our first mma fight together trained with each other for the whole fight so um yeah and uh just wanted to continue the ride, the journey with him. You know what I mean? He, he was just so passionate about the sport. He wanted to become a champion. So I was, I'm just glad. I just wanted to honor his, his name. You know what I mean? And have him continue fighting basically. You know what I mean? We started it together and he's, you know, still, he had my back on the first couple of fights and he's still there kind of thing. So I'm just, uh, I'm happy. I can, I can honor his legacy and carry his name for, uh, for all my fights i've seen him described as a great motivator and i was just curious what was his attitude like when it came to to mixed martial arts and he was uh he was just like john jones tyler like he was just made out of steel in the training room like he had these long fucking he had these sorry long long arms um and uh he was a kickboxer he loved kickboxing you know um Love kickboxing. He was a striker at heart for sure. So uh, he um and he was he was tenacious. He was uh he was vicious. Like he was like he would just <clears throat> find a rhythm, um, inspiring and uh, yeah he he was he would just not let guys off the hook when he fought them. You know um he would just not let guys off the hook. He was in there to take you out and uh, I think he he would have took a lot more. He would have uh, continued to showcase his skills, you know, if he uh, if he was still here. Unfor- uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm uh, lo- lo- losing my uh, words here. No, but, um, I, I get a lot I, of respect um, for you and 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 putting his name there and and making. You know, like I, I seen one of your posts that you're talking about. You know, he's come. He's still going with you and whatnot to the to the octagon 
And uh, yeah, for sure. I thought that was really touching. I think that really shows, you know, the bond that you both had and, and still have, you know, his memory and whatnot. And, and yeah, I just wanted kind of a chance to talk about that because, um, you know, I did, I did see that name and I was looking into it more and I was like, okay, there's a story here that I, I would like to just, yeah. just to hear. Uh, no, yeah, I definitely feel like he's, you know, looking over me while in those cage fights for sure. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just happy. Uh, I'm honored to, uh, carry his name in all my fights. Something a little bit more lighthearted maybe now would be just me kind of asking, um, I've seen some speaking about t-shirts you got i think your t-shirt game is on fleek right now because uh i seen you had taken a picture with um a person who was wearing uh i looked yeah. this saint croix uh yeah shirt but it has yeah. the acadian flag are you acadian yeah 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 so that was uh my granddad okay. so um, yeah and that uh that shirt was uh my aunt's idea she just sent me a message and she was like i've seen some of the fighters have shirts and she's like, I'm going to make you some, like I'm going to sell them to the family. <laughs> like I have a bunch of family that comes out to my fight. Like my cousins come out, you know, like my immediate family. Uh, my granddad's been to every fight, wow. I think, except for maybe my first, but yeah, he's every other fight. Um, so I was, uh, I was happy to take the picture with the belt with him and, uh, my aunt did a good job on the t-shirt they uh they look good you know it's kind of it's weird taking a seeing yourself on a t-shirt right you know what i mean but she uh she did a good job um on that for sure so think, that was uh is she gonna start making that, making more and more t-shirts start this start this enterprise you know your official merchandiser yeah. maybe yeah <laughs> yeah as my man maybe you know as a as a unofficial manager for sure so she she jumped on the and uh, yeah it, it uh i appreciated the support i was like and i didn't have to put any of my mind to it like she was just like do you want would you mind if i did this i was like yeah go ahead like like she was like i'll uh, i'll give you like the money i make from it to uh help for your your camps and stuff you know what i mean which is anything crazy right but like it uh just show and she's been supporting me since like my first fight you know what i mean she couldn't believe it so uh to see her and she was there obviously uh on my uh last fight so the uh her to see me win the, that championship belt was uh very awesome to have my whole family there um I, i'm also curious um again just trying to pick up see see everything um i know you got uh uh leonard de saint croix on your yeah what's yeah that's the great great uh great granddad um so my granddad's sorry, uh dad my great granddad sorry um yeah and he was uh he was just uh he was like a, a semi-professional hockey player at one point um he played high level hockey so i do feel like you know he passed away when i was like five years old you know what i mean like so i have bits and very vague memories of him but uh, a lot of stories <laughs> a lot of stories so uh yeah, that was uh, that was just like something that uh, I feel some kind of connection with him. You know what I mean? Like, as, as odd as that may sound, like I feel like he's giving me my fighter's blood. Like I wouldn't, uh, I'm not this way for. Re I didn't choose fighting. You know, for you know, like almost didn't have a choice. Like it was just I'd always been fighting, and he's probably the same way. So I think. Uh, 
yeah and my like my granddad is like a he's a wichiru karate black belt like he's been doing it for like 20 years like he's been doing karate forever and like he he bikes like he's in his 70s and he he hits the like 100 kilometers a day on his bicycle um he's been doing that for 20 years too like he he works out every day like so there's definitely a, a lineage um for sure so i'm just continuing i don't really have a choice i didn't i didn't really have a choice i feel like i just i just kind of gravitated towards fighting and yeah do you have any uh lessons from your granddad in, in weichi <laughs> oh man like every time yeah every time we see each other he's from uh no they're from north uh new brunswick my family so they're like five six hours away like border of quebec kind mm-hmm. of um i was in new brunswick but yeah, every time I see him, he's like telling me like about karate and like how to I should be punching A to B, like shorten my not winding up too much on my punches and how I should be doing <laughs> body conditioning for my arms and my shins and like I was talking to him like uh, the fight fight day May six before my fight and he was like this guy is gonna be high level like he's from Alberta like he was like so yeah we're always talking and we're always talking about ufc together and uh always watching it whenever i'm up there so uh yeah so always something to take from him you know and my dad as well my dad does boxing you know what i mean just recreationally but uh we're always like talking about ufc or just uh you know just uh sparring each other and you know whenever we see each other so that's great that you had that family support backing and, and connection with what you're doing because yeah it's it's hard when you don't have that right to yeah yeah no it's 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 amazing like it's uh it's nice to see so much support you know what i mean in like such a violent sport (laughs) too you know it's it is it's cool like it's uh it's it's appreciated to see my family all kind of like the only one like my mom doesn't come to the fights because she can't but she always asks to watch them after she's like okay now i can watch it so yeah, having uh, having that support uh, is is amazing. Yeah, that's something to comment on because I kind of feel like it's more, ner- like nerve wracking. I mean, I haven't fought in a in a fight, but I, I find it more nerve wracking to see other people fight than to spar or to do anything like that. Yeah. It's like my heart's pumping and everything like that. And I'm wondering if there's any similarity between that and maybe like. You know how your people are often scared when somebody else is driving a car versus you driving yeah, the car. Yeah. So. I'd say yeah, there's, that's good. Uh, that's a a good similarity. I'd say yeah. for sure. Um, especially like your teammates. Like whenever your teammates are fighting, um, you're uh, you're pretty you're very nervous. You know what I mean? You're maybe not nervous, but you're just so your emotions are so high, you know what I mean? Like, but, uh, and, and you get that way too, at least I do, um, when I fight, but it's kind of, uh, a roller coaster ride of anxiousness. And then the come down, I'm like, okay, I'm calm. Like I'm, I've got this, like I've trained for this, you know what I mean? Like I'm confident in my skills. Like I'm, I have mental highlight reels of, you know what I mean? I put the work in, like I've been doing this. Um, and then it goes right back to that high anxiety. And that, that's at least for me, I feel like it's like, constantly like where i can't even speak i'm so anxious fight day and then like i get like two minutes of like you know peace and then it's like okay we're right back and then 
once you hit the warm-up, then I'm pretty, like, zoned in. Like, I'm not feeling too anxious anymore. I'm, like, just uh, calm and collected and then and then uh, ready to fight for sure. So, um, but there's some, yeah, yeah, I'd say uh, watching, like, uh, teammates. And I, I haven't, you know, no family fight. But, um, yeah, I, I imagine it would be tough, you know, like, to watch. Because, uh, you know, you know, you know the consequences of, you just watched, you know, a bunch of other fights and their families are in the crowd and, you know what I mean, might have not went their way, you know. So there's a mystery I have because um, I know we're getting close time for you because I know you got to head out, train, do your stuff, yeah. anything like that. Oh. Uh, but I got kind of yeah. a mystery. Um, yeah. FLA 10 happened and that yeah. night I was at a certain gas station by the water and a car wash in Dartmouth. And I think I saw you and I was talking with um, uh, Alex Taylor, somebody who does like videography for Fight League Atlantic. Yeah. Is there a possibility yep. you might have been uh, pulling up uh, later that night? May 10th? May 10th? Or, or not the, May 10th? The last, yeah, Fight. the last one. Um, so I think you were, weren't you in New Brunswick with the me because i watched i drove up with a couple teammates um to moncton and then i didn't stay the night i drove back down with we carpooled back down and i'm pretty sure i got like a red gatorade or some like i hadn't eaten like <laughs> uh, yeah so i'm pretty sure i did do you, uh, wear, do you wear glasses well, um like yeah. yeah i do when i yeah when i drive yeah because this sure, this so. gas station that i won't say where but i'm sure we we have a, a good idea now yeah I've met yeah. a lot of people in the fight community here and I'm just like, wow. Like, you know, I know we're all so close together, but I've gone yeah. there and there's this one guy that works at nights. He's really into, uh, really into the UFC FLA. He follows yeah. all of it. And yeah, do you yeah. know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. He's like, Luke, he's like, uh, he's like, you got to get Luke on man. He's like, he comes here all the time and he's great. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I know exactly who you're talking about yeah and he you know he's got some stories of the junk that i bought and when i'm you know <laughs> not training for a fight you know uh other when i am you know getting ready it's zero calorie gatorades yeah. and zero calorie monsters but after afterwards sometimes it's uh it's it's pretty crazy yeah, be careful the, the you know stuff. maybe one of your future opponents is try to find this guy and be like hey you know slip a hundred dollar down the bill you know like hey you know give me give me the intel what is he eating when is he eating yeah <laughs> no hey um i really appreciate oh it's it's okay um no i just want to say i really appreciate you coming on there luke i know that um again that you're you're just about to head out um go training and it really means a lot for you to come on here kind of share your story and you know kind of how uh this summer has been for you yeah, no, bro. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate uh, appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too, brother. See ya. Thank you. And I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Luke de Saint-Croix. It was a little bit shorter than some of the other episodes, but it was a lot sweeter too. And uh, I didn't want to take away from his uh, from his training at Tower One. And uh, But there's, there's a couple things to take away from this episode. And... Uh, 
I think it's when he was talking about in, in January of uh, this year how he kind of had to look at himself and and realize that he didn't possess certain strengths that he thought he had and those strengths were actually in other people that he was training with at Tower One and uh, I really think that that shows a lot to his character and his ability to reflect on himself as a fighter um, and so when he says that now last two months he's felt the best he's ever been I, I believe him because of saying those types of things uh, because there is killers at Tower One there um, they're gonna start making a, a thing because uh, because I've, I've noticed a lot of uh, posts that Tower One and Gavin and whatnot have been putting about the sweeps I mean there is quite a few sweeps that are going on in some events with this gym so they're doing a great job uh, everybody over there um, keep up the great work as always um, but yeah it's it's really good to, to have those frank conversations um, and I really enjoyed having him on Luke and uh, you know uh, I, I learned this not too not too long ago but uh, you know I saw him at that gas station and, and the, the community is only as as uh, like I, I used to think that this uh, I'm from such a small town so I, I can't I, I forget this but the community is only so big in this area and we really need to help and support each other um, to get to get guys like Luke and you know people that have done it like TJ Grant Gavin Tucker and and everybody else is from this area um, on the big stage and to really represent us. So it's really great to have these conversations and, and to learn um, from people that are trying to do one of the hardest sports there, which is mixed martial arts. So, yeah. So without further ado, guys, as always, if you're listening to this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform, one thing you could do is uh, you could leave an honest rating. As far as this episode, what do you like? What do you not like? And uh, of course, you can also subscribe to the podcast. So that way, when a new episode comes out, you won't miss it. And if you're part of the YouTube community and you're watching it uh, on YouTube, uh, you can also leave a like, a comment, or you can share the video. Of course, you can also subscribe to Good People, Bad Intentions also on uh, on YouTube. And that way, when a new, a new episode comes out, you won't miss it. Um, as far as updates, as far as when new episodes come out, etc., I strongly recommend if you're not following me on Instagram to follow Good People Bad Intentions on Instagram because oftentimes I will post when new episodes are coming out or even try to post content uh, about, about past guests, etc., what they're doing, and, and even the, the boxing MMA community try to post some stuff from there. So if you're into that, strongly recommend you check me out also on Instagram. Uh, without further ado, guys, I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a good rest of your day, whatever time you're listening to it. Maybe you're doing your dishes. Maybe you're walking your dog. Whatever you're doing, I hope you have a good day, and see you the next time. Thank you. Yo, the ring general, sweet science, deep like a mineral. You can see the hunger in my interviews. Peep the interlude. This is just a preview. Give you all I got. Put the past in the rear view. My team ready. The theme steady. Got bad intentions like I seen petty Still a good dude Stay humble, never messy Never crumble under pressure I'm shining like God bless me